Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Assalamualaikum. Hi guys, welcome to the very first episode of Learn Islam Podcast. My name is Nurun and insyaAllah I'll be sharing with you through this podcast bite-sized information, uh, discussions and spiritual enlightenment that will hopefully widen and deepen your knowledge of Islam. So for this first episode, insyaAllah we'll kickstart by discussing and talking about um, one of Prophet Muhammad SAW's wife, Sayyidatina Aisyah radiyallahu anha and how she became the epitome of women empowerment and broken boundaries for our Muslimah. Let's listen to Sazaliana Musfira as she dives deeper into the subject. Okay, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Allahumma salli ala Sayyidina Muhammadin wa ala alwa sahbihi wa barik wa salim. Rabbi shrah li sadri wa yasir li amri wa hlul uqdatan min lisani yafqaw qawli. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. Sihat, sihat semua pula. How is everyone? Good? Alhamdulillah. I'm nervous. I didn't see the crowd because I was seated in front of Ustazah Unaisan and Ustazah Nurhanna. So we, from the front, we cannot see the beautiful ladies behind us. So now that I can see all of you, Assalamualaikum everybody. Um, hope you've had your dinner. Uh, first of all, before I start my sharing session, I would like to thank Muiz Adil for inviting me and for having me tonight. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Second of all, I would like to inv- um, thank, invite, did I say thank or invite? Did I say invite? I said thank. I want to personally thank Muiz Adil for inviting me tonight and for allowing me for this opportunity to share on this great platform. Um, some, inshallah, I hope beneficial lessons from the great Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. Secondly, I would like to thank um, Ustazah Nurhanna Irwan and Ustazah Unaisa for accompanying me tonight on this stage. Last but not least, I would like to thank every single one of you seated here because if not, I think it's just going to be a talk show between the Asatiza, right? Me talking about her, her talking about me. So the fact that all of you spend your time, your precious time with us tonight, thank you so much. I truly appreciate your presence. Okay, so tonight's topic is about Sayyida Aisha radiallahu anha. This is the, this should be the, yes, it works. Let me try again. How do I back it? Yes, okay. So the topic for tonight is about breaking boundaries. It's about doing things that perhaps you have to go out of the bubble. It's perhaps doing things that you never imagined yourself doing. It's about doing things that perhaps you have written a list of to-do lists, but after 10, 10 kilograms of confidence and perhaps five different types of slaps from your best friend, and then finally you will do that particular list. It's about doing things that you think you can never do, but you don't know until you have actually done it. Okay, so this is a very, very, I would say, difficult topic. It's very challenging because I really want you guys to love Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha as much as I already have. Okay, so I would say this is two hours. Two hours um, talk is not enough for us to learn about how great Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha was and is. But inshallah, Sazahana and I, we will definitely try our best to give you the very special pointers so that inshallah, with these few pointers, you will fall in love with Sayyidah Aisha. Okay? So, how Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha changed the social landscape by being one of the prominent sources of knowledge. Beautiful. 
Okay, so I'll be sharing with you six, six important pointers that she has. And inshallah, these six very different pointers, if we really try hard to own it, if we learn the proper way to have it, inshallah, we are going to be on the same path. Inshallah, we are going to try to follow the footsteps of Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. Six only. Can? I'm going to share with you six, okay? I'm, I'm nervous. I don't know why. I think because all of you are like staring at me in the eyes like, what is your problem? You know, like, what is it I want to break? I, I feel like, oh, I'm, I'm the broken, broken being here. What am I saying? Anyway, next. Okay, so the first pointer, is it okay if I move around camera? Is it okay? You guys have to like keep moving. Alright. So the first pointer or the first important trait that Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha had that make her one very inspiring, very respected figure was that she was credible. Her credibility. Okay? You know, this is one of the very important traits that Asatiza, like for me, so Zahanna, so Unaisa, is very important for, have, for us to have credibility. If we want to talk about Islam, but you don't know the full fact about it, it is very dangerous. Because when you are representing Islam, you are representing a very important message. This is about your religion. If the fact that you are sharing, if the information that you are sharing with others is not credible, it's very problematic. Is dangerous. Okay, so one of the things that Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha had that make everyone respected her was that she was credible. She knew her facts, she knew her information, and as long as there was a single doubt in her about that particular matter, she wouldn't say anything about it. There was how much she trusted her knowledge, and if there was a, an inch of doubt, she wouldn't proceed with sharing that information, which is something that I really, really, really want to try to follow. Okay? So if there was a single question that she's unsure about this particular matter, she wouldn't share about it until she finished full research on it, she really did her background checking, she's sure and confident of the information, and then she will share it with everyone who wants to know about the particular information. And look, look at her. Who was she? She was the Prophet Wasallam's companion. Abu Bakar was Prophet's companion. Ali bin Abi Talib was Prophet's companion. Who else was the Prophet's companion? Abu Hurairah was the Prophet's companion, right? She was not only the Prophet Wasallam's companion, she was also his wife, which means she knows a lot of special, special secrets about Prophet Muhammad Wasallam that happened in the house that the rest of the companions wouldn't have known. You know, the relationship between a husband and wife. She saw how Prophet Muhammad was in her house, in her room. She has all this knowledge that other people out there who never actually live with Prophet Muhammad they don't have this information. So the fact that she was a wife to the Prophet at such a young age, that gave her a lot of valuable lessons that she had about Prophet Muhammad So if you look at it, whatever she said, people will actually believe it. Because she lived in the same house with Prophet Muhammad, in the same room with Prophet Muhammad. So if she says A, B, C, D, everyone is going to believe it. Why? Because she's the wife of the Prophet. She's the daughter of Abu Bakar. Why wouldn't we believe her? But on her own, on her own individual record, she made sure, she's very sure about the content before she actually shares, shares it with the world. 
So it's not about her status. It's not about whether she's the wife of the famous prophet or she's the daughter of the beloved Abu Bakar. It's about her, her own integrity. If she's not sure about this information, she wouldn't share it with people. How do we relate this particular trait with us? Hashtag membawang. <laughs> hashtag, had to put the hashtag eh? Hashtag, oh, oh, there's some people cannot understand Malay here. Can I just see an audience who doesn't understand? Anyone who doesn't understand Malay here? Okay, so hashtag membawa means hashtag anyaning. <laughs> which means you say things about other people without knowing fully the facts. Okay, you're a fifth party. The first party said something to the second party. The second party said something to the third party. The third party whispered something to the fourth. The fourth party posted on Instagram, oh no, what happened to Alif Aziz? Now I was like, okay, just saying that. Okay? <laughs> We don't even know who Ali Vaziz is and we are here, we think we have the right to share the onion about what, hap what is happening in Ali Vaziz's life. It's embarrassing. Who are we to talk about him? Right, all these celebrities online. Oh, Saza Hanau, Saza Lianau, Saza Unaiza. Like, we have this important information we have to share to the world. This is our responsibility to share. You have to check your facts first. If you're not sure, if there's an inch of ounce, uh, uh, an inch of ounce, you see the onions, so much, so many ounces, right? An ounce of doubt, you have to make sure you fully check the facts first before you can actually spread it to anyone. Okay, credibility. If you want to be someone as amazing as Sayyidah Aisha, you have to make sure you are credible. The things you say out of your mouth is full of honesty. It's something that I want to try to follow. Because sometimes we think, we think, and then you change. If people say you cannot say you think, it's not strong enough. I believe. I believe that this is, you know? So you have to make sure that all the information that you have is solid, solid truth, and then you can be confident to share with everyone. How do you make sure you reach that level of confidence? You ask around. One person, your best friend is not enough. Your best friend, you know, will always support you. Yes, Alif Aziz is like that. <laughs> Don't ask your mom. Your mom will always be biased towards you. Yes, I saw it too. You have to make sure the amount of people that you ask the information, whether it's factual or not, they are someone that is they are themselves are incredible, they themselves are honest, you can trust them. Okay, and again, I'm so sorry for it's just an example. It's just an example. Okay, we pray for the mentioned person just now. Anyway, next one. Talking about credit, is there a is this a pointer? Yes. You know that red laser? Can you guys see? Okay. She was also the student of Prophet Muhammad for nine years. Can you? This is beautiful. She was learning Islam from the Prophet and also from her father Abu Bakar and also from her mother. So beautiful. Next one, Imam Zuhri said, if knowledge of all men and the holy wives of the Prophet وسلم, all of them are brought together, still the knowledge of Sayyida Aisha anha will supersede all. When I read this, I'm like, oh, if I go to Warda bookstore and I memorize and I try to absorb all the content of the books that are on, on Warda bookstore, it's still nowhere near the level of knowledge that Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha had. And this is one of our scholars. What did he say? What did Imam Zuhri say? If we were to bring forward together all the knowledge that all the men have and the holy wives of all the wives of the Prophet had, we combine it together, it will still not be enough as 
the knowledge of Saida Aisha. I want to open this session by talking about knowledge. If you want to be as great as Saida Aisha, you learn, you study, you come to this event. You see, you have, you're very near to, inshallah, trying to follow Saida Aisha's footsteps. You learn about something. If you think you're done learning about this particular matter, learn about other particular matters. There are so many subjects. You can learn about tafsir, you can learn about hadith, you can learn about the Islamic history of the Prophet. So many. Okay, so start learning. So the first pointer that I want you to bring home is what? Cred? Credibility. Slang sikit lah. Credibility. Credibility. Okay, next one. Bismillah. Trust. Ha. Trust. The companions during that time, the people around Saida Aisha, I feel like I'm not engaging to this group. Can I? No hard feelings, eh? It's the nearest to put my phone there. Very protective over my phone. Anyway, trust. I don't trust my phone. Is here. Anyway, I'll stop watching. This is talking about trust. The people during that time, they trusted Saida Aisha radiallahu anha. Even if her status was status was Rasulullah's wife, the daughter of Abu Bakr, if she herself is not a trustworthy person, the companions would not go to her for anything. So people trusted her, and she trusts herself. You know how people will usually come to us because they trust us with our secrets? But then five minutes later when they are gone, uh, can, I, can I really be trusted with this secret? What am I going to do? I think I'm going to post it on Twitter. Twitter, nobody read what? Twitter. <laughs> right? Correct or not? People believe in you, they trust that you can really achieve something, accomplish something, but you yourself, you're having doubts with yourself. You just graduated from one year diploma course for, I don't know, Islamic studies. And when you go out, when people ask you, what is the definition of this particular matter? What's the hukum of this particular matter matter, you see? Matter, oh no, I'm sorry, I don't know. I only learned one year. You have to trust that you, you learned all that for the last one year. You have to have belief in yourself. You have to trust yourself. Once you have done a background check on this particular information, you have, you have to trust that it's really factual information so have the confidence to actually share it with everyone so trust if you want people to trust you you have to trust yourself first the companions wouldn't come to her and ask her for a certain specific question or answer if she herself doesn't have full trust in herself she was confident in herself and hence that beautiful positive vibe was spread throughout the companions and they all come to her for advice and this is a woman that we are talking about you know, for us here, no, you just have a session with an ustazah and then five minutes later, you go out of the door, out of the door and then you say, I think I need a session with an ustaz. You want me to wear tsongko, is it? Then you have full trust in me, is it? This was Saida Aisha. Male companions came to her to ask her for advice about religious matter. Not because she was just the wife of the prophet, because she was a scholar of her own. She has so much knowledge that people will come begging from her for knowledge. Just look at this. Abu Musa al-Ashari. We all know who Abu Musa al-Ashari was. If we companions of the Messenger of Allah, look at the description. We are the companions of the Prophet. If any of us has any difficulty on matter, we don't understand a particular matter, we don't understand a particular discussion, we would ask Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha about it. 
So they would have their own views. They would have their own understanding. They would have their own belief in something. But they wouldn't proceed with that matter unless they have heard it from Saida Aisha, her point of view. Nak tak jadi macam ni? How do I translate that to English? You want to not be like this. <laughs> right? You see how important you are? You are so important that people wouldn't say it's true unless you say it's true. Look at the amount of credibility Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha owned. And then, in another narration, whenever a report appeared to be doubtful to us, they convinced the doubt that they have in themselves through Sayyidah Aisha. Any hesitation, ask Sayyidah Aisha. Okay? We would ask Sayyidah Aisha about it. We would always learn something from her about it. Beautiful. So trust. They trust that she would give the answers that they need. They trust that she would fill the gap of knowledge that they are lacking from. Trust. So what do we learn from trust? You have to trust yourself first. Trust that the information that you have is solid proof, is, is, is truth. And then you trust yourself enough to share it with everyone else. Okay? It's trust. So the first one is... Credibility, the second one is trust. Okay, so Zawna, so please signal me if I'm going if I'm going over the timing. Okay? Why am I panting? I have no idea. Next one. Leadership. This is where my heart is a little bit much emotional. A little bit emotional. Leadership. Throughout my 27 years of being, alhamdulillah, a woman, I found myself still hesitating to do things that I think a woman shouldn't do. For example, having my own business and having um, a team of employees with men. My network, the Anamusra network, is basically, I call it a network where I bridge women with different types of problems and I connect all these women with problems with women who have expertise. So if you have mental problem, I will connect you with women who have expertise that help with mental problem. If you have problems at home, I will connect you with uh, therapists, counsellors that actually can help you with those problems at home. If you are someone you feel that are lacking in a specific um, subject of knowledge, I would actually refer you to this particular organisation that helps you with this specific subject of knowledge. Okay, so when I started the Anamusra Network, I told myself, I don't want any men. Hashtag all women. Hashtag women empowerment. Hashtag all the, all the single ladies. Hashtag all the, apa? all the women Google. Hashtag Google. But then I realised a true leader is someone who actually gives some uh, credits to the right person. During the interview, for a few staff of mine, there were actually a few that uh, came to me saying that they wanted to work under my network. And if I was biased towards my very first principle, I would have chosen everyone to be woman, correct? Everyone to be woman. But it's very unfair for me to say no to someone just because he's a guy, despite his amazing, how do I say it, skill in that particular expertise. So this, when I read about this particular incident, it made me realize that Sayyidah Aisha was true, a true leader because she wasn't biased to anyone. Okay, look at this example, okay? The elderly woman would feel shy back then. The old woman would feel very shy to ask the prophet or to ask the ulama or the mashayih about particular matters relating to women. They feel that they shouldn't ask about these uh, sensitive matters relating to women. So what they would do is, they would ask their young children to be the one asking the questions to their teachers. 
still the problems couldn't be explained. Therefore, when Sayyidah Aisha knew about this system or this cycle about old women going through younger children to get their women-related questions answered, she said this to the women, I am your mother, Ummahatul Mu'minin. I am the mother of the believers. Therefore, do not hesitate and ask from me your queries afterwards. Aisha radiallahu anha used to solve the problems and used to say Allah is more respectful. Still, he has explained the implicit matters. Therefore, you must ask the queries relating to religion more openly. So she said, if you have any doubt, don't be ashamed to ask. Look at Allah. If you say you want to protect, your, you want to respect yourself because these are sensitive questions about women. Example, women menses. Example, masturbation. All these kind of like very, very sensitive questions, correct? If you don't ask about what's the hukum of these particular things, how are you going to get the answer? So if you have any related women questions that goes back to Islam, you have to ask it. Okay? And then she said Allah is more respectful and still he would explain all the implicit matters. Therefore, you must ask any question about religion openly. So she led the older women. We respect, of course. All these women, they are much, much, much older than her, much, much more senior than her. And yet she led them to believing that it is okay for you to ask about anything that you have questions about religion. Okay? So leadership. So far, everyone's okay? What's the first three that I covered just now? Mm -hmm. Credibility of the slang. Credibility, trust, and leadership. Very good. Oh, that's alive. Is that me? That's me. Oh, that is so cool. Okay. Number four. Next one. Waiting on number four. What am I waiting for? I'm waiting for me to change the slides. Number four is. Astaghfirullahalazim. Life is unfair sometimes. And you just have to like pretend you know what you're doing. Let me try again. Okay. Number four is about... <coughs> Allahu Akbar. Inspiration. <laughs> you see, you have to use Allah. <laughs> you have to use Allah's word to make magic happen. Allah's name to make magic happen. Inspiration. She was a source of inspiration to many, to hundreds and thousands, to millions of people actually. If you were not inspired by the name Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha, you wouldn't be seated here. You are either inspired by her name, you are either inspired by the topic, or you are either inspired by Ustazah Hanna or me. I don't know. As long as you are inspired, welcome and congratulations. So the first thing, sorry, the first thing that I want to cover from the story of inspiration or from the point of inspiration is this very special hadith. Sorry, apa? Quote. Kelah. Okay, so one day, the first Umayyad Khalif Muawiyah, just focus on the name Muawiyah, one day, asked a man in his entourage, who is the most knowledgeable of all people? So Muawiyah was asking one of the men in his circle about who is the most knowledgeable person on this earth, of, of all these people. Okay, let's use the exact word, of all these people. So what did that man thought to himself? What did that man think to himself? Presumably calculating that giving that answer that he wanted to give might not be the most advantageous course of action 
The man replied, the prince of the believers, it is you. It is you. Okay? So, but when the Khalif pressed him for a more honest response, he answered, well, if you insist, it is Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. So if we know, why? Why did the man stop? Or why did the man pause and told himself, maybe I shouldn't answer, answer A? Because Muawiyah and Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha had a few political disagreements. They had a few political disagreements that we will not discuss today. But they had a few disagreements that they cannot agree on together. So when Muawiyah was asking this man, please tell me who do you think is the most knowledgeable person today? The man said, the prince of believers, it is you. But after there was a pause. So there was a little bit of doubt there. So Muawiyah said, please give me your most honest answer. And what did the man say? For me, I believe it is Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. Okay? So she's a form of inspiration. Although this man is very close to, uh, to Muawiyah, and he is very aware of the political disagreement between Muawiyah and Aisha, but still he proceeded with his, with his belief that Sayyidah Aisha was indeed the most knowledgeable person of that time. So when I was looking at this particular story, I was telling myself, if you can inspire your enemies, it means you're doing a good thing. You know all of us have a lot of enemies, right? Or some people call it hashtag haters. <laughs> haters will hate. That's what they say, right? Haters will hate. Without that sound, alright? Haters will hate. If you can be a source of inspiration, a source of goodness, if you can do something that make the people who hate you have even more radar eyes than they already have, means you're doing a good thing, means you're doing something right. Of course, if it's in the line of Sharia and in the lines of religion. Lah. Okay, so look at this. You're a source of inspiration, even if the people who hate you the most, they know you're doing something right. They know that you're doing something good. Okay, so you have to be a source of inspiration for many. Next one, Al-Ahnaf. What did Al-Ahnaf say? I have heard speeches, Allah Akbar. I have heard speeches of Abu Bakr, Umar, Usman and Ali, all the four Khalifa. I have heard all these amazing men, all of these amazing men's speeches, but I have not heard a speech more persuasive and more beautiful from the mouth of any person other than the mouth of Aisha radiallahu anha. Look at the names that are being compared to on this particular statement. Those are gigantic names. Those are huge, mashallah, beloved, respected names. Those are the four caliphates of Islam. Abu Bakar, Umar, Ali and Usman. And all these are being compared to our beloved Sayyidah Aisha. They spoke about the religion. They spoke about the Prophet. But nothing was as beautiful and as persuasive. What does persuasive mean? Full of confidence. You can persuade some, someone with a certain form of truth. Like Sayyidah Aisha. So even her speech was inspiring for, for a lot of people. Okay, so next one. How many ready? How many ready? For Saza, my contract. How many more minutes? Okay, go on. Go on. 
Okay, so let's just try to summar summarize the first few pointers before we go ahead with the next few pointers. What's the first one? Credibility. You have to be fully 100% aware, fully aware of the, um, how do I say it? The fact, factness, or the factness. Did I just say factness? I just invented a new word. The factual part of the information before you share it with others. Number two, you have to be trustworthy, you have to trust yourself and then after you trust yourself, the people around you will eventually trust you, inshallah. Number three is leadership. Number four is inspiration, a source of inspiration to many millions of people. For us, inshallah, if you can be a source of inspiration to the people around you, your colleague, your children at home, your helper, every time she looks at you, she's inspired, mashallah, bu, mashallah, Everyone can be inspired by you. Don't say that, oh, we need to be an influencer, we need to be someone on stage and we can be inspiring figures. No. On your everyday life, at work. At work, if, for example, you solid on time, every time before Azan, you're already bentanging the sejadah and you're, you ZK. <laughs> There's a source of inspiration also. MashaAllah, she prays on time. And then when people ask you why, and then you share the hadith. Do you know that the Prophet say it's good to pray on time, something like that? It's good, it can be a source of inspiration to many in very little, little ways. Another example to be a source of inspiration at work. You cook for your colleagues. <laughs> you wake up in the morning, salam sis, I didn't sleep after subuh. I cook for you, boss. Please give me a pay raise. Inspiration, inspiring, with a little bit of twist. Still inspiring what? Your need and intention is very pure what? Uh, so cannot go there. You know, Sayyidah Aisha was inspiring. I want to inspire you to wake up early in the morning, to not sleep after subuh and to cook for your colleagues. You see? It's three layers of inspiration. Okay, next one. This is something that I really, really, really want all of us to focus on about how intelligent and how knowledgeable Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha was. And it still goes back to the very first pointer that I share, which is credibility. It's all about education. It's all about absorbing as much ilmu as you can. Okay, if you think that the ilmu is light, you have no idea what that light and small ilmu can actually turn into something magical. Okay, so Ibn Hazar al-Asqalani, another famous, famous, famous individual, said that one-fourth of the laws of Sharia are based on the traditions from Aisha. Our Sharia, our law, one-fourth is based on what Sayyidah Aisha narrated about what Prophet said or what she learned from Prophet Muhammad. If we didn't get this huge chunk of information from her, how are we going to get this information from? Okay, next one. Okay, this is the famous review for all, for, for all of us. We know that Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha was one of the many who contributed a lot of hadith, right? So some say that she actually has contributed more than $2,000 pula. 2,000 hadith. 2,000 prophetic narrations. What does that mean? Her memory was brilliant. She was very observant to what the prophet said. She was very, uh, how do we say it? She's very observant, she's very, uh, she's very alert with what the Prophet say, and then she actually narrated more than 2,000 hadiths on a wide variety of topics, legal, ritual issues, theology, incidents from the life of the early community, and also things related to the Quran. Okay, next one. 
she is one of the four people who have transmitted more than 2,000 hadith, the others being Abu Hurairah, Abdullah bin Umar, and Anas bin Malik. Okay, so I want to cover on the first part, this part. There was one incident when Ibn Umar was being uh, told about a hadith that was narrated by Abu Hurairah. We all know, right? If you look at hadith, most most of it starts with An Abi Hurairah radiallahu anha. An Abi Hurairah radiallahu anha. So we know Abu Hurairah was indeed a credible uh, figure for us to learn hadith from or for us to hear hadith from, correct? So there was one point of time when someone was relating a particular hadith to Ibn Umar. Ibn Umar. So this hadith was narrated by Abu Hurairah. Ibn Umar did not accept that particular information and, um, until he actually went to Khabab, another um, companion, to check with Sayyidah Aisha about this particular information. So this information came from Abu Hurairah. And Ibn Umar is also another narrator of hadith. But he did not proceed with this information until he has find a confirmation, until he has get a confirmation from Sayyida Aisha. And this is from Abu Hurairah. Abu Hurairah is one respected figure. Ibn Umar is another respected figure. But Ibn Umar still asked Habab to go to Sayyida Aisha, confirm the authenticity of this information before he actually endorsed it, before he actually said, okay, this indeed is what happened. So famous figures like Abu Hurairah, like Ibn Umar, they still go to Sayyidah Aisha to convince that that particular information of theirs are indeed credible. Okay? Next one. Okay. This one is, I think, for some of us who, who uh, read buku, read buku, who read the book of Muattaq by Imam Malik, a well-known legally-oriented um, book. Um, are attributed to early Muslim women transmitters. So 7% out of the entire content of Muattaq um, Imam Malik was actually from women, of which 83 traditions of the 7% was actually from Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha. From my background, we, we consider this Imam Malik book, Muattaq book, to be really one of the very, very best books for you to really learn about religion. So when I found out that 7% of the information from that book was actually from women and 83 particular traditions were from Sayyidah Aisha, I was truly inspired by this. So that's why I'm sharing it with you. Okay? Next one. This is beautiful. She developed the nickname of the mother of fragrance for every time a, bug, a, bear, a, bugger, a beggar knocked on her door, she would touch the money with perfume before giving it to him. So go back. <laughs> I didn't say anything, I just said go back. <laughs> Go back, buy Arthur. You don't buy lah. I don't buy lah ridiculous thing. I don't know lah. You buy from my I don't know secret secret ni semua, right? Shouldn't would not say the first part. You said it. I didn't say the first part of the name. Secret secret lah. Eh? You buy. I don't know. I think this is another inspiring inspiring thing to do. When you want to give sadaqa, that particular charity smells of you. Beautiful, right? Did you think it's beautiful? No. No one understands what I'm doing. So look at her. This is what Sayyidah Aisha did. It doesn't mean that you have to spray the entire bottle and then everything, every step you step, oh, smell like Saza, you don't have to do that. Then when I'm seated there, you can see like sense of utter tumpah spilled on the... No need to do that. She see the mother of fragrance. She wants, she wants, it's beautiful. I just find that 
uh, just her on her own and her little little traits are just beautiful so one of the things that i find it very different and very special and very unique was Saida Aisha was what did she do before she give money to people she will make sure it smells like the fragrance that she was using if that inspires you after you cook you spray some fragrance on top of the tupperware <laughs> so the whole colleague would know the whole office would know oh Mariama cooked this <laughs> Okay, next one. When asked why, she explained that charity would reach Allah before it reached the beggar's hands. You see, this is, mashallah, look at how sincere she was. It's not about making the whole entire office smell her and know that she was the one who gave the charity. It's about, look at how she actually justified her action. She justified her action. She believed what she was doing is right and she justified her action. She believed in it. She, she hold on to it. For us, when people say, why you do that, ah? No logic, you know. Why you do that? Huh? Ridiculous only? Oh, okay lah. Then the next day, you don't do it anymore. If it's not wrong, go ahead with it. Why do you allow people around you to, to, to determine whether what you're doing is right or not? If you truly believe it's not going against religion, if you truly believe that's what you felt like doing, go ahead with it. When I started my company, Liana Mushra Network, people were saying, why your name? Tak ada nama lain ke? Tak ada nama lain in English is what, Sazahana? No, no other name ah. It's like, why? I believe in it. What's wrong with putting my name? It's not that like I'm pretending to, you know, like, so I went ahead with it. Okay, not important. <laughs> so I went ahead with it, despite so many people bashing. Okay, so look. The fragrance of the charity would reach Allah before it reached the beggar's hands. And she wanted the charity to be given to Allah in a very beautiful condition. MashaAllah. So after this, whenever I see you guys at Masjid Sultan, I will see everyone going around the donation box, everyone putting and sharing after before you put yourself, yourself before you put your money inside. Okay? Another beautiful example. In another report, a needy person on the door was knocking on her door. She only had one grip. One grip. And she gave it to that needy person. When she was asked about the value of a single grape was as a charity, she quoted, what did she quote? Beautiful. Beautiful. She said one single grape is also considered as a form of charity because of its goodness. The sincerity of she giving the grape, the sincerity of her, that's the last piece of grape, yet she gave it to the one who needs the most. Okay, so what makes it, she rationalized how many atoms are there in a grape. What I find very knowledgeable about Saida Aisha was that she knows how to justify her actions. She knows how to justify her actions. Look, what did she say? I give one single grape. For us, one grape tak payah, sudahlah, no need lah, it's just one grape. It's not even going to help the person become full. But look at her justification. Look at what Allah says in the Quran and look at how many or how much atoms, I didn't study chemistry, how much or how many, eh? how many atoms are there in a grape. It's beautiful. This is another example. Okay, alright, next one. She was not afraid to talk back in order to find out the truth or make it known. And whenever she beat someone else in an argument, the Prophet would smile and say she is the daughter of Abu Bakr. And Musa bin Talha said, I have not seen anyone more eloquent than Aisha radiallahu anha. This, by this, I mean if you want to argue with someone, you do it with respect. You don't be like those keyboard warriors, go Facebook, Sazalena said, I need to argue and be like Saida Aisha. And then you send. 
you know nothing about religion. I know more than about religion because I attended Mu'is Adil talk. <laughs> if you want to come out with an argument, you do it in respect. You respect that other person has a different view than you. You respect that you have a different view of other people and the approach has to be professional. The approach has to be correct. Just because you want to stand up for your right, that doesn't mean the approach that you're doing is wrong. The way has to be right. Your intention in standing up for the right thing is a pure intention. It's strong, it's confident, it's courageous of you. But the way, if you do it wrong, that's where everything's going to be wrong as well. So you have to make sure the intention, the way, the action also have to be in proper order. Okay, next one. I believe this is my last one. Okay, this is about courage. This is about courage, beautiful. Okay, this is a story about basically how she was uh, jealous of Saida Aisha, which I think Sazahana is going to cover more about um, that she was jealous of Saida Khadija. And then there was one part, Ken Sazahana, she was uh, saying, Why, What do you love so much about this old Quraysh woman? You think the Prophet's wife not jealous, is it? When the Prophet marries so many people, you think they, mashallah, <laughs> alhamdulillah, as long as I'm married. You think they are not, they are still women as us. I think one of the messages that I want to put here is that they are women as well. Is If they can have all these beautiful traits, so can we. Maybe not as um, perfect, like 100% that they have, but we can almost reach there, inshallah. Sayyidah Aisha was one of the ones who were very jealous of Sayyidah Khadija. She asked Prophet Muhammad, why do you still give uh, Sayyidah Khadija's relatives or neighbors presents? Why? Why do you love so much about this old Quraysh woman? She asked. And there were a few incidents about the honey, she and, you know, I think Sahana is going to cover about that. She was jealous and she made it very clear to Prophet Muhammad wasallam. For us, never mind, just keep it redo je. Pasrah je. Drama Nur, Nur pasrah. So I pun pasrah. I mean, come on. Sayyidah Aisha was not happy about something and she voiced it out to Prophet Muhammad. What makes you think you suddenly want to be Sayyidah Nur? It's different. If you, if you have something wrong that you don't like in your heart, you voice it out. But the proper way has to be there. With respect. Okay, you have to make sure about that. Lastly, I'm gonna close with one thing. I'm gonna close with one very particular incident. Okay, so there's this, um, what's the name of the Sahaba? Mas Masruq, yes. So there was a dis uh, disagreement between Masruq and Sayyidah Aisha radiallahu anha about the incident of Isra Mi'raj. Okay, so they were talking about how Masruq was saying that, oh, during Isra Mi'raj, Prophet Muhammad actually see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And Sayyidah Aisha was debating, saying that, no, he did not see Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Okay, so there was a little disagreement here. And one particular statement by Sayyidah Aisha that made me really want to have more confidence in myself. And you should too, have more confidence in yourself, okay? She said, Ana awal Nabi She said, I am, I was the first person who actually asked Prophet Muhammad whether or not he actually met Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. She said that. And semua orang terdiam. Everyone was quiet. Can you imagine? She was talking, it was in the, in the midst of argument, correct? And then Mashruq said, no, no, I, I believe that perhaps there were a few ayahs or perhaps there were a few signs that say Prophet really met Allah SWT during Isra Miraj. And what was the angle? What was the response that Aisha said? I am the first one, if it indeed happened, I am the first one who would make sure to ask Prophet that question. So she was saying that if I didn't get the answer that I wanted to get, 
Then, what about the rest of you guys? So when she said that I'm the first person who would ask Prophet about this particular matter, I felt that she's very inspiring, very inspiring. She trusts herself. She's not ashamed to share about what she thinks is right. And she makes sure throughout her lifetime that all versions of truths are never threatened. So I hope all these beautiful traits or principles we can try to put in our life is very simple. What's number one? Credibility, trust, leadership, inspiration, knowledge. You have to be very knowledgeable. Six, you have to have the courage. And to wrap it all six of them, you have to have the confidence in doing all of them. Thank you so much for your time and I will see you for question and answer. Assalamualaikum warahmatullahi ta'ala wabarakatuh. Alhamdulillah. So that was Ustazah Liana Musfira talking about our Sayyidatina Aisha radiallahu anha. Wasn't that inspirational? So that's all we have for this episode. Tune in to the next episode of Learn Islam Podcast. Take care and Assalamualaikum.